Hello, my name is Jay. Hello. And it is me, Harriet Tuxman. Hi, gay. And you are listening to Wait, Take Me Off Speaker. If you're new here, thanks for listening. If you're coming back, thanks, girl. If you're new here, we also accept everybody but gay. So, hi, queers. I said what I said. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and what you said was some bullshit. <laughs> hi, gay. Do you like dancing to house music? I didn't realize that was that girl. Okay, we'll get to that later. It's literally why I did that intro. I didn't. I was just like, <laughs> I kept sitting there the entire time watching, who the fuck is this judge? Yeah. Well, we'll get to that. We'll Apparently, to that she's like a comedian. Sure. And I thought, <laughs> God damn. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, for someone who had like a vine, we'll get to that. Okay. We'll get to that. All later. right. We're well, already like, where do we want to start this week, baby? Because there are so many things. Why don't we start with? Let's our... just pull the bandaid off. Rip it off. So the Grammys happened. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know. I just, you know what? I, I've, I've had, I've literally gone through like um, all the stages of grief. No, oh, yeah. Um, I really don't know what to say. I mean, at this point, like it doesn't change the culture relevance rev- of that album. Yeah. Nobody's gonna be listening to Henry Styles. Album. You are never. This. this no one's gonna name. listen to Henry Styles. You know, people like him don't always get to win. Ugh. What a tone deaf. White comment. men never get to win anything, and more white men need to win things. <laughs> why aren't Why aren't white men winning enough? There's a There's a battle. There's a war against white men right now. But like to step away from it, it just also goes to show like the disrespect that black women go through on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And even when you are the most awarded Grammy nominated, Grammy most, I think most nominated and most awarded artist, mm-hmm. and you still are shitted on and disrespected yeah. in your workplace. Yeah. When that Variety article came out, I think the very next day, listing like the reasons that particular people vote for who they vote for like you have to be it's like there's a committee of quote-unquote experts that cast their vote and there's like some certain criteria you have to make to even be on the committee right uh when i read that two of them specifically did not vote for beyonce because she wins too much I'm sorry. Call I'm it finished. what it is. It's racist. It is. Those it's racist. Are, there are literal microaggressions happening against Beyonce, as well as against Bad Bunny, and the way that people are talking about how they cast their votes, mm-hmm. right? One person said that Bad Bunny wasn't well-known enough, or like he was, a, he was a sort of unknown artist. I mean, for gay baiting, at least he kissed another man. <laughs> this is very true. What um, did Hank Styles do? You're going to do this the entire time, huh? <laughs> I mean, at least there's a little hope of Bad Bunny being somewhat bi or pansexual. Old glitter jumpsuit bitch over there. <laughs> and his bullshit. How many jumpsuits does he have that are glittery? Just pretending. Just just pretending. Sucking up all the sequins from us drag queens, that little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, speaking about Bad Bunny, right? 
he was the most he had the most streamed album of all of last year, right? Uh, that album spent 13 weeks at number one on U.S. Billboard charts, right? The most time spent at number one this decade. The tour that he did last year had some of the fastest selling, was one of the fastest selling tours since 2018. Mm. For someone to say that he's not well known enough and that's why they didn't vote for him, how? Because that is, you, and this is like the thing, like, for us, for, for um, non-PLC listeners... This is a very important conversation, even though it is under the grasp and under the light of Beyonce not winning. But it also just it just plays to you have selective options to not be a part of this world. Mm -hmm. We never have that chance. We are always having to know everything that's happening. Yep. But you have like this is what we talk about when this whiteness and the privilege when you have the option to not be of the world because you have financial capabilities and you have the skin color to do that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Say that. So just so you know what into perspective what we are saying about you know using Bad Bunny as an example is the example is that you have the choice to remove yourself and say that this person because you can remove yourself from all these levels and barriers that this person didn't penetrate that's how they are deeming to get to know it yeah. but what the fuck did Harry Styles have to do with that little shitty ass boy band that he came from like let's call it what it is so how the fuck do you know about him besides that he's white yeah and internally you didn't want the white person losing it's a black person or the the, the Latino person mm-hmm so, uh... I mean, if you had to vote for a white person, you could have, could have at least been a fucking... The lesbian. Like, give ooh. us some... Brandy Carlisle. Well, what the fuck? Who the hell the, is that? The lesbian, the country artist. Never mind. What was she voted? What was she nominated for? She was in every... All of the same categories that Beyonce and Bad Bunny were in. I have no... Well, <laughs> I got a barrier. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like... the it's It's very clear that... Being well-known, or in this case being popular, right, is being deemed, was Bad Bunny popular in a Euro-American space, in a mm. white space, right? Because his cultural impact, obviously huge, right? Those streaming numbers don't just happen, but he wasn't popular enough in a white space. So this person, who is clearly Dude, giving themselves away as a, a white person, right, said, oh, I don't know who this person is, or I don't think that they're big enough, so no. It's stupid. It's fucking ridiculous. I don't know. Nick had a really good point. Like, the Grammys, I was... I'm, I'm conflicted. Like, I don't fucking care about the Oscars. I don't care about the Emmys. I don't care about the Tonys. I, I really don't. Okay. But, like, the Grammys... Like, I just need there to be a cultural reckoning that without black music, you would have nothing. You would have nothing. So when you see someone of blackness continue to creating creating sounds, spaces, so that you can copy and eventually beat them over getting an album, like, that shit irks me. Yeah. It irks me. And, like, some of me is holding out that they are actually going to do right. Uh -huh. But how is it every time that Beyonce is lost, it has always been to a white woman or a white man. Mm -hmm. It's never a other person of color. Yeah. It's either a white woman or a white man. There's clear implicit bias happening that is being sort of dressed in this personal choice right like Im uh, implicit bias against 
people of color, implicit bias against black women. Black women are too loud and, you know, taking up too much space when it's like Beyonce's been in the in the music industry for how long now? We're talking decades. She deserves since to, 96. Right. Like she deserves to take up the space that she takes up. And it's like you're saying that whenever Beyonce, whenever Beyonce makes a move, people are expected to quake. And it's like, no, Beyonce is just like she goes about releasing her work in a unique way that hasn't been done before. And that should be celebrated. Don't be mad that this black woman, regardless of her name, this black woman sells albums. Mm -hmm. Why are you mad at that? Why are you mad that this woman has consistently upped her artistry when she has left her counterparts years and decades in the dust? And it's like, if, if that is that not why we're here? Is that not, Do you not why want we're excellence? here? Do you want us to stay in the same boring space forever? Rather than pushing the needle and pushing the other artists around her to take it further and take it further. You need black, you need people of color to make music so that you have something to steal and then copy and make it your own. To dismiss her for being innovative is just ridiculous. It's wild. That's all. But like also, I'm going to step it back because I feel like people automatically get turned off when we use. But like, how is it that since 94... 1994, Whitney Houston won Song of the Year. Mm -hmm. Do you know that there has not been another black art, a black woman to win since Lizzo won? Yep. So just think about since 94, that is almost 20 fucking years. Wait, that's more. That's more. It's more than that. Mm -hmm. All the decades, just think of every year, you know you could think of some black artist that could have won that. Yeah. So like, move past just Beyonce. Beyonce, I think, is just nice because it, it, it grabs the headline. Mm -hmm. But this shit is terrible. That's all I got. That's all I got. What am I going to say? What am I going to say? You know, what am I going to do? Well, we will celebrate Beyonce for taking home the Grammys that she did take home, right? She won for best R&B song. She won for best uh, dance recording, best dance electronic album, which people are in a big uproar about because she run over Rufus DeSoul and Odessa. Um, and she took home a Grammy for traditional R&B for Plastic Off the Sofa. Um, Give her her things and she still was robbed. <laughs> Very that, very that. Uh, I mean, some other cool stuff did happen at the Grammys that I think are worth mentioning, right? Vi Viola Davis became an EGOT. That's right, that's right. You know, so she got her things. I love that. <gasps> oh, I forgot to look. Did Strange Loop win Best Sound Musical Soundtrack? I it did not. They... Who did they lose to? Um, Into the Woods. You gotta be fucking kidding me. Was Strange Loop even nominated? I didn't see... Yeah. I didn't, I didn't see the list for that. Damn. But yeah, uh, Into the Woods did win. Into the Woods did have a pretty solid soundtrack and and sound uh, and recording. But it's like a re-release. That's already I know. Like, yeah. I I I don't disagree, but I do think that the performances that they gave in that recording were great. What were we talking about? Like the deciding factor: covers versus originals. Yeah, you said if it's an original, it automatically gets like it should be getting more respect than. And I, I agree with that. I do. I agree with that that sentiment, especially in situations like this, right? You're pulling something from nothing, or you have the ability to listen back to a track and be like, okay, should I do it this way and, and actively make a decision to do it the same way or do it? Am I going to do it different? I agree. I have also one more point to say. Proving my point, why would you get Bonnie Ray? Did anybody hear that song? Did you know that she was even nominated? I mean, I didn't know that she was nominated. 
Uh, I still haven't listened to the song. I do enjoy Bonnie Ray as a Me too, but like, it's just... She won for Song of the Year? I think... No, no that was Lizzo. Record? What did she... Was record? record? It was one of those big ones. It was let me, let one me of double, the top fives. Let me double check, because I wrote it down. Yeah, she won for Song of the Year. But I'm not going to give her a shit, because she also, if I believe she is correct, she always employs black musicians and mm. makes sure that they get paid. Like, she's been doing that, so... Work. You know, she at least puts money in the pockets. She does. So I give her that. But I'm still, like, just going back to the, the fuckery that is Harry Styles, the comment that he made during his acceptance speech saying that, you know, this doesn't happen to people like me or something like that, paraphrasing here. But, like, I found out afterwards why he made that statement, but just understand your audience and understand how fucking tone deaf it is. What was he saying? His his statement is that he comes from a working class family that didn't have much. And the reason that he even went on X Factor and got picked up is just because his mom was like, you have a good voice, you should try out. So, like, I get that and I respect that. Not the place to make that comment is all I'm going to say. Like... Yeah, like if you're somebody that came from nothing, quote unquote, you are a white person. Let's not say that you came from nothing. You do have certain inherent privileges. Yeah, it's your skin. Right? And like I can understand and I I will choose to respect what your perspective of your own life is. I'm not going to take away your experience. Wrong place, wrong time, girl. We'll see. We'll see your next album, girl. Will we? Probably not. Mm-hmm. But they uh, probably will because you know they love they love Miss Swift over there. Her albums have been shit for a while. <laughs> Very true. Did she take home anything? Yes, yeah, she did. She took home, I think, one Grammy, but not for anything big. Hi. <laughs> Let's not do this again. <laughs> Hi. Um, did you check out any of the performances or anything after the fact? I know you you weren't watching that night. Hell no to the no, no, no. All right. So then I will cover this part. <laughs> um, there were some cool performances. Uh, the the tribute that they did for the 50 years of hip hop music I thought was pretty cool. Until it got to some of the new artists. Who? Who was on stage? They did. I want to say Glorilla went up there. And gave like a quick second. Lotto? Uzi was up there for Uzi? a second. Yeah, and I was like... Has he put anything out in a while? I don't know. He looked like a little black Vegeta though with his hair. Let's call Trey. <laughs> Trey will know. Come yeah. to message Trey. <laughs> Trey, what's going on with this with this child? I think that the tribute was amazing. And LL Cool J like sort of introduced the segment. And he said, you know, there's a lot of artists missing. We know that'll come at a later date where we can be more thorough about it. So I was just like, there's a lot of like... The tribute was amazing, but there was a lot of like notable people missing. And so I guess that he knew that there's going to be backlash about that. So he, he tried to get in front of it. So I get that. I respect it. But I still do think that the overall, it was a pretty cool tribute. Is he still sexy? That man is fine. I haven't seen him in a while. He still is fine as fuck. And I, like, I'm not going to say I don't understand, but like, how old is he at this point? Oh, he, he still he just looks does like, not, he looks like the same. He looks like he's our wow. age and he is not. He's very not, but he was looking fine. You know who else was looking snatched as shit was Missy Elliott. Yeah, she's been a little skinny mini for a while. Mm-hmm. But she was like, she was up there, she was moving around like, listen, if I can have Missy Elliott knees by the time I'm her age, good good for her. I want her and Timbaland to do a joint album. 
Have they never done... They used to, like, early in the 90s, like, when they were first, like, popping and bubbling up. Like, they used... I don't think they put an album, but they used to be on tracks together quite frequently. Mm -hmm. And I always, always loved them as, like, a duo. Timbaland Magoo and Missy Elliott. Agreed. And then Genuine was in there every so often. I was going to say, when, where, what? He would be, like... I think, like, I think Timbaland did, like, a lot of his earlier music. Okay. Because it was all that DMV area. West Virginia, mm-hmm. Maryland, all of them were like hooking up and creating some bomb ass shit. Please forgive me in my upbringing and not uh, being as in tune with it as I should have been. Another performance to check out when you have time is um, Lizzo's performance. She, she did special. I saw a little bit of that. One. She had a choir, right? She had a choir. The choir was amazing. At a certain point towards the end of the song, she does the squall. With her voice, the that church, is just like, the yeah. church holler. She did a full on church holler, and it was amazing to hear with that backdrop. And she looked fucking gorgeous. Oh my god! So definitely uh, give give that performance a listen. Some drama happened outside of the uh, Beyonce debacle. Robert Glasper won for best R and B album, and Chris Brown. Took to, I want to say it was his IG live. And was like, who the fuck is Robert Glasper? And like, goes off. And then... Two then days he realized. Later, right. Two days later, <laughs> he's he like, realized. oh my god. You know, I... You know, there's no reason we should have been in the same category. Question mark. There's no reason we should have been in the same category as a fellow black man. Like, I super respect you and congratulations. And, you know, the Recording Academy should have never done this to us. And I'm just like, sir, just admit you didn't know who he was. Wait, Chris Brown put out music? He he put out that album that was like 30 fucking songs long. Oh. Yeah. Bless his heart. <laughs> the album actually is pretty good, though. The album is pretty good. I'm not sitting through 30 tracks of Chris Brown. Yeah, no, not all of the tracks are good. About half of them are. I'm going to say, talk about Saw the Movie 5, listen, <laughs> listening through 30 <laughs> tracks of Chris Brown. <laughs> Throw me in the needle pit. But that was, uh, it just, it sucked because Chris Brown is showing his maturity. And to, t- to try How and pivot and blame it on somebody else. now? Like, come on. Exactly. Exactly. Actually, that's very rude. Because if you watch any Housewives, it does not matter how old you are. Maturity <laughs> does not come with age. It is a mindset. So 100%. it does not matter. <laughs> uh, though Jasmine Sullivan didn't win for anything, as far as, at least none of the televised stuff. She may have won for something. But didn't I, she I win a lot last year? Yeah, she did. Yeah. For Hotels. Because she did Hotels Part 2. I think yeah. that's what... Now, I, I rarely see, like, a, a re-release get Grammys. Sure. Especially yeah. after they already had a Grammy season. Yeah. It's very rare. She did look gorgeous sitting there in that big-ass Kung Lao hat that she had on, though. <laughs> I didn't see... There's, like, a couple of scenes where you could see her sitting in the background. She had this huge hat on, and she looked gorgeous. And then I was just like... She had, like, a, a church mother hat? Uh, more like a church auntie hat. You know okay. What I mean? You know what I mean? But then the true auntie got on stage, Mary J. Blige got on stage and had an even bigger hat on. I'm just like, girl, you did not need to challenge her like this. I know people joke about it, but she really does need to put out a boot line. Oh, 100%. Like, go over to Shoe Dazzle or somebody and put out a boot line. Put it together. Just do it. Quit wasting. Get your money. Do your thing. Because I know you probably got to be paying alimony to what's his name. Do you remember that video where she slapped him? No. What? <laughs> it's her ex-husband. He like said something crazy and she like slaps him. I mean work, auntie energy. 
It, it, was, it was major that she like, I don't know who you thought you were talking to. <laughs> Work. <laughs> Not that I believe in TV, but it was kind of, it was low-key a little iconic. Because it was in public. Shit. Was, you're not going to embarrass me. <laughs> um, but but isn't, that, isn't that the black auntie and black mama thing to do? Pop you in public. <laughs> Pop you inside the head. <laughs> some, other, some other black winners that took home the awards that they were uh, respectfully uh, should have been taking home. Kendrick Lamar took home uh, Best Rap Album and I believe Best Rap Song as well for the, the Heart Part 5 first song and uh, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers for album. So I was happy to see that they didn't play his face. There was that performance that Stevie Wonder and Smokey did with Chris Stapleton playing guitar in the background. Listen, I am, I know, I know. We get touchy about, you know, white people taking up space and, and black spaces, right? We had these two, we had Stevie and Smokey, these legends, doing a performance. But Chris Stapleton stepped in uh, and sang the hell out of that song. So I was okay with that. I can't even remember what song it was that he was performing on, but I just remember he was singing. But Chris Stapleton is always one of those people that Tennessee whiskey had a chokehold on some black people. Is all I'm gonna say. So that was dope. Uh, did you see all the? Did you? You didn't watch any of the performances? Not none of them. No, I was working. Oh, okay. Kim Petras and Sam Smith performed "Unholy," and they won a Grammy for it. Everyone, of course, like everyone is in an uproar about how they were dressed and how were they allowed to do this on TV and it's so demonic and all how this. How were they dressed? Sam Smith, there were, so there was a lot of, they were dressed in red. There was a lot of flames on the stage. Kim Petras was basically in a red wedding gown with a red veil. And Sam Smith was in... She's the bird of the devil! <laughs> basically that. Sam Smith wore this big top hat that had horns on it. And people are like, oh my god, this is so demonic. Why are we airing this? This should not be allowed on TV. I'm just like, if you don't... Bitch, it is a costume. Like, the song is called Unholy. What did you think was gonna happen? I just thought it was just a shirt with a lot of holes in it. Girl. Uh, I mean, I didn't even like that song. I like that song. I just wish other people sang it. I like the song. And I, th I think that they sound good on it. I think uh, Kim Petras, I don't know if she was singing live or not, but she, she sounded really good on that performance during the Grammys. I just, that song just gives, it gives black scent to me. Ooh, yeah, it I get gives, that. That's why I said, like, I don't hate the song. Mm -hmm. I just wish someone else sang it. I get that. I do. Because I, you remember I said, I, for those, roll the tapes. Mm -hmm. I was just like, it doesn't sound like even Sam Smith knows what he's saying. Mm, yeah, I get that. I get it. Meh. Still I like the song, so I'm going to keep listening to it. <laughs> I like the sped up version that's on... Spotify's been doing sped up versions of weird... It's because TikTok. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Why? Make the... TikTok cross the bridge for me, because I'm not there. Um, When they're doing, like, dances, or if they're making a particular sound popular on TikTok, sometimes they'll just take a song and speed it up to match what it is they're doing in the video, and it'll go viral. And so they'll put the then they'll put out a version of the song that's sped up. I found so many of them. It's they do that, but yet they still have not fixed their audio issue. I don't know nothing about that. Damn, girl, y'all get y'all priorities in order. Um, they did the in memoriam. What is happening? Every every show does these things, and y'all just be forgetting people died. <laughs> <laughs> there's like I think since like the year 2010, there's not been one of those remembrance memorials, and somebody's like, "Well, what about?" Little John with an anky leg and Not so and so. Leg. 
At first, I thought they were going to do the same performer doing one song for the entire Immemorum, but they did three different performers uh, for different styles of music. And obviously, Quavo went up and did it for um, for Takeoff. And that was actually, it was it was really touching. But I just kept thinking, why isn't Offset on stage with him? Because Offset was nowhere to be found. Apparently, um, Quavo and Offset got into a physical altercation backstage, and Cardi had to like. There's a video that you can hear Cardi trying to tell them that what they're doing is ridiculous and they need to cut it out. Uh, so I'm assuming that's why Offset didn't go on stage. I'm not going to dive any deeper into Which that because that's family business. I think it's Offset. Offset? It's, I don't care. Enough. It's the least attractive one. <laughs> that's how I remember. <laughs> that's fucked up. Uh, no, I think you're right. I think it is, is Offset, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to verify just to be sure. Speaking of Cardi B, she looked fucking gorgeous in that blue dress. That blue uh, gown that she had that was like super structured in front of her face. There was zero glam at the Grammys this year. Zero. I walked through. I didn't see any glam. Do you know what that's from? Mm-mm. Alright, never mind. I'm, I'm but that I would live. like to know. You're I'm right. Let it, that is live. it is offset. It is offset. It's the most, he's, he's not ugly, but comparatively... To the rest of the group. Yeah, you're right. I, like, I see it. Yeah. I do. I see it. Like, Quavo's got the face. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, that man is handsome. Mm-hmm. What, there was something else I was going to say about about Cardi. Oh, no, it wasn't about Cardi in particular. It was about <laughs> when you were saying there was zero glam. Was there, like, a theme for for outfits for the Grammys? Everyone was in, like, metallic stuff. There were so many different people, both on the red carpet and then when they're actually at the show that were showing up in like this metallic outfits. Uh, who was it? Um, uh, Machine Gun Kelly looked like he was a baked potato. <laughs> and I still remember Alan saying, why do you look like a baked potato? I'm surprised he keeps getting invited to things. I just can't. I will never get over the fact that he tried to go toe to toe with Eminem. And after Eminem smoked his ass, he changed genres completely <laughs> wait like they were he they were dissing each other on, machine gun on kelly the, put out music? a diss track against eminem eminem took his time responding but he finally responded and then after that machine gun kelly switched to become a rock musician instead of a rapper because before that he was rapping what is what does he do what is like what, is, what do? like what did he get famous for like a, a song. Of oh, his. I have no idea. When the very first time I heard of Machine Gun Kelly is when he was doing this feud with Eminem, and then that was the last I heard of him. I thought that he completely fallen off. And then I thought he I was a struggling rapper who started dating Megan Fox, and that's how I heard about him. How long have him and Megan Fox been together? I don't know. I just know they have blood and shit and stuff like that. So that's how I first heard of him. So I just thought he was a struggling artist. Well, I guess he is a struggle. Is he? A, he's is he signed to a major label? He's he's signed to a major label. Okay. That was the first I heard of him. Meh. He ain't important. <laughs> He's not not important. Um, and the name doesn't go past me that he is white and his name is Machine Gun. Yeah. Eminem talks about that. <laughs> <laughs> Did he really? <laughs> he can, I mean, Eminem he calls really, out the Machine Gun title. I mean, yeah. Eminem really can't. That's calling the pot, calling the kettle black. That motherfucker was wishing death on everybody on all his tracks. I mean, but he could actually back it up with some flow and some... He could actually spit bars I just meant to back like it up. Violence. He was talking a lot about violence. He was. It's true. But I mean, like... It's Eminem. Let's jump into... Uh, was Megan the Stallion there? 
I haven't heard no, from her in a while. I don't think she was there at all. They, there was no like cuts to her, nothing. Interesting. Did she she release an album last year? Yeah. Oh, it wasn't nominated for anything. I don't think so. It didn't get mentioned in best rap it? album or well, anything. It was a weird album name. Yeah, we talked about it. Uh, it's the one that has I'm um, she 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 she. I'm her 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 her. I do want to mention one thing: best new artist, Samara Joy. And this can bleed into our songs for the week, if that's cool with you. Sure, go for it. Uh, so Samara Joy won for Best New Artist, uh, knocking out both Lotto, Mooney Long, uh, Anita, which was super unexpected. Of course, it was another one of those situations where people are like, who is this artist? I've never heard of her before. She got popular by really taking advantage of social media and having this beautiful jazz voice. And I listened to her album after the fact. So my song for this week is actually going to be from Samara Joy's album, Linger While. Uh, it is her rendition of um, Someone to Watch Over Me. Beautiful. I love the way that she plays with the melody. I love the way that she plays with the other musicians that are uh, alongside her. She is very reminiscent, at least how I was introduced to her and, and sort of the way that she sounds. She's very reminiscent of Esperanza Spaulding who also won for Best New Artist and knocked some really popular people out of the category. When she won, she won over uh, Drake and Justin Bieber. And so people were just like super shocked, like, who is this person? And then she hit the scene and it was just like, boom. And that was actually Samara Joy's second Grammy. She won two Grammys that night, one for Best New Artist and one for Best uh, Jazz Vocal Album. So I was doing some research into her and I found out that she also went to my college. Word. I found out two artists that are currently in the scene right now went to my college. Both her and Ice Spice both went to Purchase. So shout Ice out Purchase Peace. College. East Peace. But yeah, so definitely give that album a listen. I love when I hear a new jazz artist emerging on the scene, especially vocal artists. Uh, she sounds incredible, personally. I sent you uh, one of her songs. Yeah, because you know I love Guess Who I Saw Today. Mm -hmm. So, but that's that's my artist for the week. Who you got for us? I am going, continuing on my spotlighting of queer artists. There's an artist named Dua Salia. Dua Salia? Or Salia? Yeah, D-U-A-S-A-L-E-H. My song is Sugar Mama. It's a song that I've been trying to figure out a number two for a while. They have like very, you know, I love an interesting voice. They usually have an interesting flow. Um, so I'm really into their music. They have quite a few EPs, quite a few singles out. They've been grinding for a while now, and they I think they're releasing, they just released a new album uh, last year called Crossover. So definitely check them out. They're POC, they're non-binary, they go by the they-them pronouns, beautiful music, and I really, I fuck with them having. Mark? All yeah. right. You'll hear those songs getting added to the uh, Wait, Take Me Off speaker playlist. Again, you can find that on both Spotify and Apple Music. Uh, that's all I have as far as the Grammys go. I ain't got else because I ain't watch it. <laughs> uh, did, you, did you hear anything about what Diddy's security guard is talking about? No. So Diddy's, I want to say it was Diddy's security guard. I want to say it was Diddy's security guard. Is coming out and making all of these claims about like just which also makes me think like how long has he been Diddy's security guard but he's making all these claims that Diddy was allegedly involved in the murder of Biggie 
and saying that Jay-Z and Beyonce's marriage was purely for for money and like spotlight and to get them both to becoming billionaires and more popular in the scene, like wild stuff. And then he's claiming that uh, as far as the, the Diddy and Biggie thing, I think there's actually like a case, an investigation being opened up into Diddy because of these claims, which is like, holy shit. This, I just, so why now? That's my question. So why now? When why someone, is this all of a sudden coming out? When someone does something like this, just just seems like a cash grab for me. I'm curious. I want to see if it goes anywhere because, like, what if they actually do uncover some shit? But like, and he says he has physical evidence of stuff. So I'm just like, so you're you got also, receipts? but no, so this is this is where I know this is bullshit. So you're incriminating yourself that you have had evidence for this for a long time that you have hidden. That's a crime. Well, that is a what's crime. What's the statute of limitations? I don't think there's ever any if you've been hiding evidence. I don't know. It just seems a little wild to me. I mean, I, I, yeah. If there's a statute wild. of limitations <laughs> against him, so like, how long is it before? I don't think so because like, if the murder case is still open. Also, that wouldn't be incriminating himself. If you're saying that you have had evidence. Sure, but it's evidence of somebody else. And if something. you've been working with Diddy all along, I'm pretty sure you, you, you were interviewed, correct? Well, that's that's what I'm saying. How long has he been Diddy's bodyguard? If you some say that you're a, you came in after that girl, hey, I don't know. I'm curious. I how just see how are you gonna goes. come in after and have evidence? He that doesn't necessarily mean he hasn't been around that circle. I'm gonna need Diddy on tape. <laughs> that is the only evidence I'll be able to accept. At that point, that's the only evidence I would have. You can't because then it's. Word of mouth, or he said, she said? Uh, I don't know what kind of records they have. Maybe they have records of a hit that Diddy had, a receipt. <laughs> I don't know, girl. And I also don't know, like, how many times... A recording, an audio recording? How many times do people have to learn, do not come for Beyonce? Or you get Carrie Hilson. You really do. That was one of the other claims he was making. That was that Carrie Hilson's career was tanked because of uh, a specific move that, that Beyonce made. What was the move? I don't know. I don't have the details. So that's stupid. Because I don't have the details? <laughs> no, 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 no. Him. Him. Okay, I'm like, no, him, no, no, not you. Him was just like, what, what are you doing? It Like, this is... I mean, he had... There was stuff that he was saying about it. I just didn't care enough about that. I was more interested in... Carrie Hilson did that to herself. Ooh. And she's gone on record stating that. Okay, then. Well, I don't know. So, girl. like, how are we... What are we, what are we doing here? What are we talking about? Why what are, are we, we here? doing? <laughs> There was, there was two things, two claims that he was making that I was particularly interested in. That was the Diddy stuff having to do with Biggie. And, I mean, I'm... Personally, conspiracy theorist here, I've always thought that Diddy has something to do with it. And I feel like a lot of people have thought that. Like, I, I brought this up with a bunch of people at work, and they're all just like, yeah, like, I feel like it's one of those things that we all know, but we just don't talk about. I just don't know why he would do that to his biggest cash cow. Because he wanted to get collect all the rights to all of Biggie's music for himself rather than Jerry. But I'm pretty sure if he had his shitty contracts as Diddy had at that time, he already had it, right? I don't know. Maybe Biggie was <laughs> too smart to get into that. What is that? <laughs> I don't know how he escaped it and no one else did. Everybody had shitty, like, it's well known that Diddy had shitty contracts. Mm -hmm. It is well documented. So, like, I don't know. Take a look at that contract. I'm going to need, I'm going to need, I'm going to need evidence. Or shut the fuck up. <laughs> because I think from the other, like, think if you're the family. And every time you bring this shit up, like, the family has to now rehash, 
Like, that's why I hate also those crime documentaries. Like, this family has to, like, live through this shit every time now someone brings it back up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you don't have concrete shit and you're not going through the proper channels and you go to the media, I'm looking at you sideways. I'm looking at you crazy. Right. I want to see if this disturbs into anything. Uh, the last claim that, that the There's security more? guard was making. Yeah, this is the other thing that I was interested in. But basically, and this is the stupidest one that I heard. They're claiming Jay-Z is not Blue Ivy's father. I'm like, that baby looks just like him. How? But uh, he says it's this other person. I'm trying to find what the other person's name is real quick. This is wild. But it's getting a bunch of attention. And I'm just like, why are we doing this? Damn, this is... I can't even find the article anymore. I, yo, Beyonce's people must have had that shit scrubbed. I don't think he... He probably had it scrubbed. Those because articles... Is gone. Those people probably were like, we're not about to get sued by this. Let's take this down. This is probably like... This is sounding like someone with... Uh, you know, I'm not going to spray bullets. Someone who has a little bit of an issue. And like, let's probably take this down. Mm, okay. Well, if anyone can find it, you let me know. And if I can find it, I'll post about it. But it was just a really wild claim. And they posted a picture of the guy. You could, like, find the picture. And it was just like, I mean, I guess I could see it. But, like, Blue Ivy is a spin image of a dad. Like, it don't make no sense. That's a rough one. Like, why would you say that? (laughs) Yeah, that's really dumb to say. What else is going on? And what if that was true? Like, what if that was true? Think of what you're doing. What if that was true? Think about the family that you're breaking up for some dumb shit. Like, Like, what are you, why would you feel the need to say this, especially now? Yeah. Like, this kid can read. This kid is managing Beyonce's career. So I just, I don't understand that. (laughs) I don't understand that. All right. Are you ready for Reality Corner with Harriet Tugsman? Oh my God. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm going to give you because actually this last episode was the first time I felt like I actually could follow a coherent story oh, in Drag you, Race. you got to be talking about Drag Race. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, I now see what we're doing in this episode. Uh-huh. Everybody had a little bit of, everybody had screen time. Yeah. And I was trying to follow that thing that we were talking about before where you're saying, oh, if they're giving this person this much screen time, I, I will know that this person is going home. Uh, I mean, I obviously did, did see it with who went home. But this episode felt like the older seasons, where I'm yeah. like, there could have been a couple of bonds, but had this been two episodes ago, yeah. it would have been nothing but Jackson and Robin would have been the entire episode. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't even seen Mistress. We wouldn't known about Baby Doll Fox. I think that's her name. Lucy LaDuca. Mm-hmm. Which I still feel like I say her name wrong. We would have no, never seen them. We would have never seen them. Uh, they would have never been in that episode. Agreed. Yes. So, uh, give me your thoughts on the episode. I have, I have lots of thoughts. Um. <laughs> okay, I'll start. <laughs> um, I think, so they, they introduced, well, okay, let's, let's talk about the, the here's who's there, who, here's who won, here's who lost, right? Uh, we know that we have, uh, Megan Stalter is our guest judge. She is the woman that goes, hi, gays. <laughs> I also I asked the entire bar. I was like, "Do any of y'all know who this is?" And it was crickets. Ooh, it I mean, I know her from just from that, but I never knew her name. Like, mm-hmm. if she had said "Hi, gay" on there, I think we all would have known. She did. She did. Yeah. Oh, when she uh, when they're like introducing <laughs> the judges, that's the first thing she said. 
I don't remember her saying that. <laughs> she definitely said it. <laughs> Damn. So we have Megan Stosser. So apparently she's a comedian, which I had no idea. Like that video was a was like a planned joke. I thought it was just like she was actually trying to record this commercial and it just went really awkward and she was just like this awkward girl who went viral because of it. She is fully a comedian. Oh, that's that. so sweet. Shut up. I was <laughs> you know how social media is, you know how shit goes viral. I was just like, oh, this is really funny. Like, this is cool. And now they have her as a judge on drag race because of it. And I thought, all right, shut up. Uh <laughs> I was just like I feel like there could have been a little bit more added to that resume before putting her as a judge. Listen, this, it's MTV. Who, who knows what the fuck is going on? Like, I was her. like, how are you going to have Janelle Monet and, and then this Megan person? Right. But then we thought about really fun names. Megan the Stalker as a drag name. <laughs> Megan the Stalker. Yeah, that would be a fun name. <laughs> That's... Mm. And you just like have like... <laughs> <laughs> you just have like you know like a, a, a inspector gadget oh type outfit on all the time give me the trench coat yes. and you do like all your numbers from the back like looking through the corner <laughs> like <laughs> peeking over the corner megan the stalker <laughs> make some noise fucking hilarious um something happens really early on in the episode with with uh lux noir on london where she's She's really, like, taking count of everything that's happening and, like, okay, so she, what did she say? So, obviously, the top right now are me, Sasha, and whoever else had won challenges. And I feel like that's a really – I feel like the younger queens are really thinking about, like, dre the, they really think about the competition and not, like, okay, how do I show my drag and how do I be a good drag queen and this, that, and the third. It's really, like, they're very focused on how do I win this competition and understand what the competition is. I thought I really paid attention this week. Oh, and then Lord. talking to you, I'm like, I was not paying attention. <laughs> well, let me keep going. We'll see. We'll see I don't remember any of that. <laughs> that was a very quick moment. That was a very Are quick moment. Are you watching moment. Untucked? I am watching Untucked. Okay. None of that was Untucked, though. <laughs> okay. uh, so we have our maxi challenge we know that they are going to be three uh, girl groups but the gag is they are elderly women they're in groups of four because there's 12 queens and they had to perform songs they had to write their own lyrics to a country song yeah. a metal song and a hip hop song and there was like a bunch of back and forth over who was going to be able to do the metal one where uh, Lux and Mistress Isabel Brooks we're like super, we're doing the metal one. Who called the hip hop one first? Like, there were, I remember there was a battle. Was it the battle between Robin Fierce? And then there was two groups battling because they both wanted, I think, the metal. Mm -hmm. And then, like, the other group, I think, was like, oh, then we'll take hip hop if nobody wants that. Yeah, that was Robin Fierce and Jax's group. Ah, okay, okay. Mm -hmm. So it was the other two that were battling with yeah. country. And yeah. And this stuff. is what kind of sparked this sort of. I don't know if it's fake. I don't know if it's a frenemy situation or if they're actually feuding. But like the entire episode, you get like these, you get Mistress and, and, baby doll. and Malaysia baby doll uh, sort oh. of poking at each other the entire episode. Thank God the baby doll is in her name. Because I fully <laughs> forgot it was Malaysia baby doll. Yes. Um, honestly, I thought that that was the most entertaining thing of this episode is those two kind of going at it with each other i hate seeing the two big girls going at it i mean i get that but like 
They're also just both very sharp and cutting with their with how they. But both why not in. join powers and be sharp and cutting against everyone else? Well, girl, because in this episode they were in different groups. Okay, <laughs> so there's like that entire moment of who gets to do the metal song, and I think that for the most part, Lux and Mistress were just being they were joking about it, and it started to get really serious, and they never pulled back their joke, and so it just kind of. Got out of hand. It was a pissing contest. It turned into a pissing contest. But, like, I think that Lux and, and Mistress were being fun about it, and people were just taking it way out of control. I mean, it's... Because they're being drag queens about it. Like, they're like, oh, no, you're just going to have to get used to, you know, doing a country song and making that shit work. But then that's very interesting you say they're being drag queens about it. Because they're being sassy and shady about it. I don't know. I You know what? I was about to lie. Never mind. Well, now I want to hear what you were going to say. I was going to say I never really experienced that, but then I was like, never mind, I have. <laughs> it's like, okay, I get it, I get it. <laughs> because, like, every... It's... Yeah, keep going. Okay. Keep going. <laughs> I'm ready for Marsha and Marsha to be gone. I think there are some people that need to leave before her. Who? Spice is one of them. Bitch, not me being like, I Spice. Don't just fully forgot Spice. Spice. <laughs> and I was like, I could see Spice go home what? first. I could see uh, Aura Maori go home first. You know, for someone, I thought that she was going to bring in a little bit more right. than what I've been getting. I mean, she didn't win this, this week. Yeah, sure. But I don't think she should have. But I'll get to that. <laughs> um, I honestly need to rewatch it because, like, I don't really remember. I didn't hear the lyrics really. I think Lux had the best verse. Lux Norar. <laughs> <laughs> try it again. We're going to let you try it again. Lux Noir London. Yes. Work. You did it. <laughs> so they end up they end up not getting the, the metal song. They have to draw out of a hat and Malaysia picked metal. Oh, that's how they got there. That's how they got there. <laughs> you really weren't paying attention at all, girl. What do you mean? <laughs> Honestly, like sometimes you just look to your left and look back, and they're on to another scene. <laughs> well, and I mean, you got forty-five minutes. <laughs> so, like sometimes I don't know. I don't know what happened. Maybe I had to change the batteries of the microphone. <laughs> I don't know. Well, regardless, Lux and and um, uh, Mistress's group get the country song, and they turn that shit out. They were hands down the best performance, in my opinion, out of the three groups. Is that what was Lucy Laduca in that one? Yes. Uh, no. Lucy, I would think, was in the hip-hop group, and she was the only one who had a, a oh. good... Was that her group? Because usually I would say, like, I know I'm half-ass watching this, but, like, if Mistress is in a group and Lucy's in the group, I probably want to be in that one. Right. That's probably the group I want to be in. Let me double-check this to see which group Lucy was in. Um... I mean, it's not that important too much, but I'm just okay. saying, like, they are very strong... And I feel like they understand creativity and 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 aroundness. Mm-hmm. That I'm like, that's the group I think you can learn the most from. Like, or if you if I know this is scary, but like if you're like lacking on something, like sometimes being with someone who has what you're lacking without you being jealous and like trying to learn from them is really important. Right. So that's where I would go. Yeah, I get that one hundred percent and I agree. Uh, I think that that Mistress and Lux's group was was definitely the strongest, and they had the, probably the strongest people in their group. I just I I don't remember if Lucy was in that group. I did remember thinking that 
whatever group that Lucy was in, I think that she had the best verse. No, I was right. So Lucy was in the hip hop group. She was. She was. It was Lucy, Jax, Robin, and Anitra. And I remember Lucy was the only one who had a really good verse in that song. Anitra's in it too. Anitra's in it, yeah. Shit. Was she? In the, she wasn't in this episode. No, she had some. She had some good stuff in this episode. Whoa. Anitra, when she, when was they were she doing, there when they did the filming, like the recording process? Yeah, and, and that that's was the like, last that's she where saw she had her? like a really like a really funny line when she was doing her recording. And that was that. the last she saw. Her. That's basically all you saw. Of her, Got yeah. it. Okay. Um, so it was Sasha Malaysia. Uh, oh yeah, Sasha was good. OCP. Yeah, she Old killed child, it. Child, please. I, I, I saw that. Yeah, she killed it. I saw that. I think that she was amazing. I, I remember looking at their group and uh, like they all had Is like a saggy boobs. Is that who you thought should have won? No. Who do you she think should have won? Uh, I think in order, it was probably Mistress, Sasha, and then Aura. For me. Mm-hmm. And but then, then Aura ended up winning. And then Robin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> The person who went home should have went home. <laughs> I'll put it that way. I just don't know why you would go on it. I'm never going to tell you if I'm bad at something. Right. I'm never going to tell you. Like, why would you do that? I'm never going to tell you, you if I'm good at something. Why would you shoot, shoot, shoot yourself in the foot that way? I'm never going to tell you if I'm good or bad. I'm just going to show I'm up. I'm like, oh, I've done that before. And that's all I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. Whether, rather it was successful or not. <laughs> that's all you're going to um, And so this is... Like you mentioned, like you, you, we got more of a storyline this episode, and we got to see more. Even though it was clear that you weren't really paying attention, um, I agree with that. The drag only thing, me, Monique. Girl, you dragged yourself. <laughs> the only thing that I I didn't like with this episode is, you know, they're they're playing on like, oh, you're doing the elderly women, you're doing the Golden Girls thing for the performances, and as a cameo, we get the old gays. Yeah. When he says, oh, pit crew, and they come out. Mm-hmm. And they're literally there for, like, less than three minutes. Just to, uh, Rue says, oh, you know, like, what's super, something that's super important to you right now as you know you're at this stage of your life. And they talk about how important friendship is and how you have to laugh together with your friends. And then that's literally all they're there for. But then they come back for Untucked. And it really feels like, just because of the way these episodes are, you know, they make the joke, oh, if you're not watching Untucked, you're only getting half the story. Girl, this season, if you're not watching Untucked, you're really getting, like, a fifth of the story. Mm. I highly recommend, for anyone who's watching Drag Race this season, pay attention to Untucked, because that's where you're actually getting to meet the girls. It has taken me this long to remember Robin's name, and then by the time I remembered her name, she was out by the next episode. She to know. So, like, pay attention to what's happening Untucked. You'll get a better feel for who these queens are. Well, the winner was Aura 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 Maori. (laughs) Y'all are triggering my dyslexia right now with these names. (laughs) So we got the winner. Next on our reality roundup, which we didn't do last week, we have a let's do like a quick run up for Potomac. Oh, you lead the way. Are you all caught up? I'm all caught up, yeah. So fuck, what happened? I'm trying to think of the, the two weeks episode of the week, the, the week, the week. <laughs> okay, you better rap. Come on, give us the bars. The week, the week. Game, I gotta go and I gotta get it. Um, oh, Busta did that during the uh, the 50 year I saw, thing. Or the 50 I saw year. the memes of that. Okay. <laughs> and they said, if I had someone to do that on my knob. <laughs> <laughs> 
basically, the finale was whatever, but the big news is that Robin told the truth about Juan having, like, an internet relationship with someone. Yeah. That happened during the pandemic? That happened before shooting season seven. Yeah. Which, that was the pandemic season mm-hmm. for them. Yes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was the pandemic season. They yeah. shot when Miss Monique dragged what's-her-name. Mm-hmm. That was shot before the pandemic, but the reunion was during the pandemic. Yes. So anyways, that happened. Robin said that Juan had this relationship. She ended up... I'm really finding it hard to root for Miss Robin right now. And this is why. Yeah, she, walk me through it. She's kind of made, and I said this, I think, roll the tapes back, that she's like, she says how it is, it's kind of like the middle ground, this is right, this is wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, and I take it back. I take it back. Okay. I don't think she had to, like, they were mad because she didn't, she didn't disclose that Juan had, uh, uh, internet fling. fling. And she doesn't have to. And I was kind of thinking about it, like. She didn't have to. Yeah. She gave up other parts of her life. But, like, at one point, like, do you want the check or do you want your family to survive more? That part. And that's the part where I'm like, Bravo, you can't keep kind of, like... I'm not going to say Bravo ruins families, but Bravo can ruin families. Right. It has the potential by trying to air out everything for the sake of views, for the sake of drama... For them to sell ad space. So at the end of the day, like, if you think about that in the grand scheme, I'm not going to sell out my family. Yeah. So that way that Pepto-Bismol will pay more for the ad space during the show. And like, Screaming. But they, that's really what it is. Like, I, they would not do this show if they were not getting paid by the advertisers. That's, yeah. just, it is, that's why all these networks exist. Mm-hmm. Outside of HBO. Yeah. So part of me, I'm just like, defend your family, babes. Like. Yeah. And she always that's always why she jumps in. Your family's going to be there. You could be a friend of the show by next season. So, like, you do all that just to be set down, mm-hmm. by the, set in the pulpit. <laughs> Plus church going folks, you know, for you to be set down. So why do all that? Yeah. But they did drag Miss Karen. Miss Karen got dragged on sort of both episodes. And, like, they've said this for multiple seasons. She really doesn't say things aren't true. No, she just changes the subject or walks away. Which I do think that she has had an open relationship at one point. Yes. I do think that is something that happened. Yes. And even, uh, what's what's her husband's name? Uh, Black the Black Bill Gates. Bill Gates. Yeah, what's his? I can't think of his Black actual Bill name. Gates. But Black Bill Gates. Ray. Ray. Yes. Even when like a conversation seems like it's going the direction of bringing up someone that Karen has, you know, been rumored to be talking to, Ray excuses himself from the conversation. Mm-hmm. So I kind of feel like it's one of those don't ask, don't, don't tell. tell. I was just about to say that. Right. Like it gives that. Even even the, I want to say it was in the finale episode where. Someone came to talk to Karen about something, and Karen was like, uh, Ray, can you give us a second? Or, Ray, you might want to you know, walk away from this. Don't take this conversation too seriously or mm-hmm. something like that. And I just remember like that keeps happening where he will be excused from the conversation, and then they'll jump into accusing Karen of something around those lines. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, she just kind of throws up some defenses and doesn't really talk about it and runs away and says something that's not... That's more that's more annoying to me than someone just not bringing something up. Yeah. Because, like, it's annoying that we're... You said here, and we've watched all this happen, and then, like, you just... 
Let's go to KFC. Uh-huh. And that gets like, why waste my time? So I'm kind of like, I'm good with Karen not coming back. Is she not coming back? I, if they decided to like shake up the cast, which I kind of think they need to a little bit. Because mm-hmm. you notice that most of the franchises are moving towards younger. Ooh. I mean, I don't know. So this is but like you educate me on this, but <laughs> you'll look at like the new, new the New York cast is a bunch of younger like they rebooted that one. Mm-hmm. You look at the Miami, they kind of sunset a lot of the older cast members, and like they've introduced some new younger blood into it. It's happening with uh, Beverly Hills. You see it happening a bit with Orange County. So like it's happening in these like it needs like it needs if it has to say current mm-hmm. like churches. Bravo is kind of like church. Let's get a younger pastor in here. But you need to Let's continue to have younger energy. patronage coming in. We need in. to get the next generation in. Why is the next generation not interested? There we go. 100%. So, yeah. like, and naturally that, that starts to happen. To ha- that has to happen. Otherwise, mm. you know, we're going to get to where they're going to end up after they leave Housewives. Mm. Oh? Yes. Okay. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> y'all, y'all have to listen to me. I am obsessed. This is the future. On TLC, the wait, learning. Wait, wait, wait. Let's not jump there yet. Let's not oh, jump there yet. Oh, come on. I have one last what thing you have I want to say about Potomac. Say it, baby. Uh, so this was the last episode before we get to the reunions. The conversation that happens between Ashley and Chris. He's really handling that wrong. He's he's really handling it wrong. But also, what was Ashley expecting to happen in that conversation? I honestly... Also... I think that this could have, like, this was such a learning lesson, and, I, and I'm and i kind of... But he's also married to Candace, so they are very stubborn, hard-headed folks that... Agreed. Like, understand, like, I'm not saying that he's wrong for how he felt, mm-hmm. but at this point, you know that you're going to be edited to look shitty. Right. So choose what your reactions and how will make you look best mm-hmm. should have been your priority. Agreed. However... I think that Ashley deciding to say, fuck it, I'm going to go over there and talk to him, even when she asked Candace, can I go over there and have a conversation? You know, is he open to a conversation right now? And Candace said multiple times, you know, I think that he's he's open to a conversation, but not tonight. He's not ready to have this conversation tonight. He just wants to let the night be about me no drama and, you know, celebrating this, you know, this song release and this music video release. So let's just not bring it up with him right now. And Ashley flat out says, fuck that. We're both adults. We shouldn't be told that we can't go talk to nobody and get up to go talk to him. I and agree with Ashley. completely blindsides him with it. I agree with Ashley. Mm, I cannot disagree further. I agree. If someone says, you, you have to respect that space. But he can also say that. I'm not saying that, like, we don't have any control on what, how people interact with us. We really don't. The only thing we can control is how we see this, like, and this isn't his first season on the show. Agreed. However. So you know how this machine works. And you know that they, in further detail, housewives only get paid for what episodes they're in. Yeah. So if you know that mindset, they're coming with the fuckery because they want, one, to make that episode, two, need to make sure they have the camera time. Sure. So if you already know because your wife is on it, you see how this shit works. This mm-hmm. isn't your first time. He could have said, hey, I don't like these conversations that has happened around me and my interaction with women. Mm-hmm. I would love to have this conversation with you, but I do not want to do this because tonight, out of everything, I would like for us to end this season on a good note. That's 
all he had to say. But but he chose mm -mm. to go zero to sixty. No, disagree. He chose to go zero to sixty, knowing the relationship that Candace has with the girls and the fact that he has already stated, "I don't want to talk with them right now. I don't want to be around that." I guarantee you, there was a conversation that happened between Chris and Candace, and Candace was meant to be the blocker for him. And Candace, went, if it was, if they asked to have the conversation, Candace was going to be the person to say, at a later date, not right now, which is exactly what she did. You made the point that you don't have control over how people are going to interact with you. I agree with that, with the asterisk of. Unless somebody sets an expectation and Candace set the expectation. But also remember, you are being, I, this is the thing, like, I understand, like, natural human, like, I am not one shy to get into an argument. However, if I know I'm being filmed, mm -hmm. baby, you gonna not know me because I'm gonna shut up like a, a, a like a little mouse. Mm. And like, I'm just saying, like, and because they also preluded to the reunion of him being say that he's lost jobs, mm -hmm. he's lost clients. I think he also got fired from the hotel, which is why they get that little yeah, he's clip. You did not handle this in the right situation. Because I really don't think Giselle said anything that was like damaging that I can remember. But you do know how I watch Drag Race. So apparently there could have been things that I have missed. I'm just saying that he could have been like, oh, I'm sorry no, that didn't. that interaction happened. That was never my intent. I see how you can view. Like, I just felt like there was way, especially in the climate mm -hmm. of this conversation, like there, there is a reckoning of how men have reacted with women. Mm -hmm. And you need to also understand that subconsciously you might have played a part in that. We have all played a part because that's how we are raised. We are now in a generation where we're raising kids semi-differently mm -hmm. to understand these boundaries and understanding these things. So like, I just felt like the way he handled these accusations were terrible. Right. I think that the way he's, he's on camera ha has not been good. I don't disagree with the way that he handled that specific conversation with Ashley though. Cause Ashley kept pushing when he was just like, not now, this is not the time for this. Then, she kept But pushing. then, like, just walk away. But then don't cuss out everybody. Why? Along Why the way. If you're saying this is not the interaction you want, and then you get mad about how you're going to be portrayed, like, I'm just saying, like, be conscious that you don't have... You're not the Kardashians. Mm -hmm. You don't have control of how this is going to be played out and portrayed. Right. Now, I felt like through the season, they've been really nice, and every time there's been an accusation, they cut to the scene where it happens, mm -hmm. and that shit never happened. Right. So, like... Uh... You no, remember this? They cut to like the camera but, like lingering in the doorway when she, when no 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 like when the Sesame Street girl was like oh right oh he was over there he was looking at me meanwhile the he footage cares. cuts over <laughs> to him just minding his business on his phone not even breathing in that direction uh -huh. same thing for Eddie so it's like it's not like they have not been trying to help him yeah but like sometimes I think. Just look at the situation you're in. You are on TV. Right. But you have to understand that you are coming from this from a very logical, non-emotional standpoint. If he knows what he did and he didn't do, and this is constantly being brought up with him, that he has been, he's made women uncomfortable and this, that, and the third, and they keep bringing this up. At a certain point, you're going to reach a boiling point and he's going to get more and more emotional about it. And he's not going to make a logical decision. He's going to make an emotional decision. And that emotional decision is to get up and storm out. I get I, I'm not saying his I'm not trying to 
mediate his feelings. But also, I'm like, as I said, this isn't your first season on the show. And as I said, Bravo will tear a family apart. Mm-hmm. But I, at that they point... They will tear your family apart. They will tear your businesses apart. Yeah. So at this point, like, if I was Olivia Pope, Baby, like you need to, you need to flip the script on this. Like what they, what they wanted, you gave them. Mm-hmm. You gave that to Bravo. Well, well, hopefully we'll see, we'll see what happens at the reunion. It don't look good for him on that either. <laughs> it doesn't look good for him on that. The way that the weight, because all they're gonna see, regardless of right or wrong, they're gonna see a man yelling at a woman. Yeah, that's gonna be the end of the day. Fucking Bravo, man. So lastly, I know I'm going to be quick. <laughs> Go into it, girl. I am obsessed with Milf Manor. <laughs> Just the Milf Manor name. is on the Learning Channel, and I'm going to run through this. They only have four episodes right now. I think I believe it is eight or ten self-identified uh, cougars who like dating younger men. Mm-hmm. Go to this. They're on this show because they want to date younger men. But the catch is the younger men are all of the cougars sons just a recipe for fucking disaster this has been the best reality show i have watched in a while we about to see some cougar claws come out there are some moms that are mortified Uh uh-huh there are some moms that do not give a fuck work and it is the perfect hurricane of bullshit I'm not going to give too much spoilers, but the first episode, they make the moms find their sons by feeling their chest. Blind, the moms are blindfolded, uh-huh. so like the sons have their shirts off. So there's women just filling up men, and then there's like, you have to guess which one is your son. This is... It sounds a little House of Dragons, but... Chaos. It's... So that happens in the first episode. Wait. This... Do they know from the start that their sons are going to be there or no? Yeah. So the women come in, they all meet each other uh-huh. and then they line them up and say, Hey ladies, meet your bachelors, raise the little screen up and it's their sons. Okay. So the moms are dating the mo- other mom's right. kids. Right. But like this is, so they, my question is like, did they, do we think that they joined this show Already realizing that their sons were going to be a part of it. That is hard to tell. Okay. Me and Maya have been like trying to figure it out. From my understanding, the boys were also signed up to go on a dating show, but didn't realize it was going to be the one with their moms. Got so it. they both they both knew they were going on dating shows. They, I don't think they knew that they would end up being. Oh Jesus! There's secrets that get told, and there's one secret that fucks up one of the sons. Like, oh, well, now I have to he watch. gets nude, <laughs> he's drunk in the pool, she's trying to get him to come in, he's like, he, it is good. It's on TLC. And I can't wait for the Delph version. Oh, Delph God. Manor, where men have to see how their daughters are being treated by other men. Ooh. Could you imagine oh, that people shit? are going to go to jail. Oh, I can't wait for that version. Someone is getting hung. I can't wait. Oh, Lord. Okay. All I'm going to say is, sis, it is a good time. (sighs) I am am thoroughly enjoying myself. Dear Lord. Well, I'm going to jump in tonight. Or, yeah, I'm going to jump in tonight. It is so good. It is so good. Hi, thank you so much for calling Delph Manor. Please state your qualifications. How old are you? Oh, you're 60. And how much, how old do you normally date? Oh, you love them 22. Oh, you're a little rumor, aren't you?
Please welcome Harriet Tuxman to the stage for a spoken word performance. You be farting. You be farting. Merry Christmas. You be farting? Guess not. Happy New Year. Bye. Hey again. So do you be farting? Listen, listen, I'm trying so hard not to kink shame. I'm trying so hard. Yo. Don't. You be farting? Like, just dear God. Like, part of me just wants to know what the next response is if I say no. And if I say yes, like a choose-your-own-adventure, you know, Goosebumps book. If I say yes, what do you want to know about me farting? I think we know what they want. Do you want the underwear? I think you know what they want. I'm trying really hard not to... We know what they want. Well, you've experienced what they want, so... Well, hold on. <laughs> the, the dog. <laughs> and this would have been nice, because I would have had, a, like, at least a little heads up. Ugh. You be farting? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Let's get into these questions, goddammit. <laughs> Is the question you be farting? Oh my god. <laughs> what I... do you do if your boyfriend wants to know if you be farting? <laughs> Shut Listen, I'm about to shut this down. <laughs> uh, I only have one question for us this week. Uh, and it is the it was the que- the second question from last week that we didn't go over. And that question is, how do I know? Like, I feel weird asking this question after you be farting. <laughs> the question this week is, how do I know if I am NDRE ready for love? I guess, are you willing to put up with someone's bullshit? So being ready for love would mean... Are you ready to make compromises? Pretty much. Mm. I feel like being ready for love has more to do with, for me, as I'm as I'm like going on and getting to my big age, uh, and and being in a relationship for what like four years now. I really hope that's right. Four years. Um, and I'm learning that it has more to do with like, what are you willing to accept? What are you not willing to accept? What do you know what you're looking for, right? I'm assuming this question comes from a place of romantic love, right? So how do I know if I'm ready for love? Do you know what it is that you're looking for out of a relationship with another person? Yes or no? I make it a little bit more simple. What do you mean? I'm going to say, like, are you are you willing to risk being hurt? Ooh. Because, like, love is whatever, and it's going to have a million different iterations, forms, and it's going to look so differently. Mm-hmm. But I think being ready for love is being okay being vulnerable with someone. Are you, are you willing to do that? So if you're not willing to be vulnerable or being willing to put yourself out there and to get hurt, unfortunately, that that may happen, Mm -hmm. then I do not think you're ready for love. That's a real strong point. I like that. I think that's, I definitely think that that's certainly part of it. I don't know if that's the entire thing, at least for me, 
right? I think that's a very important part of it. Are you willing to put yourself out there for the person that you are are looking for love from, right? But I know it's going to sound super cliche, but, you know, at the end of each drag race, you get the, you know, uh, if you can't love yourself, how, can, how in the hell can you love somebody else, right? Like, you know, do are you happy with who you are? Mm-hmm. Are you seeking for somebody else to fill some void? And if that is something that you're searching for, I don't think that you're ready for love. I think that you need to know who you are and what it is that you are looking for from this relationship. And it has to come from a place of being additional in some way, supplementary in some way, not I need this person to fill this this hole that I I have. Can you be happy by yourself? Yes or no? If the answer to that is no, I can't be happy by myself, then I don't think that you're ready for love. You heard it here first. Right? At that point, now you're putting a bunch of pressure on somebody to be this thing, this specific thing that you need. And if they don't end up being that, that means that you you shouldn't be in a relationship with them. I don't think that that feels right. You know what I mean? I, I, I love this question just because like, I feel like there's so many different layers to it. Are you are you able to be vulnerable with with this other person or people? Do you know exactly what it is that you're looking for? Are you in a place where you're willing to make compromises if they aren't the exact thing that you're looking for? Are you in a place where you're willing to change and grow with this person? Because being in a relationship is not so much about trying to find your perfect puzzle piece. Um, like I said, I'm assuming that this is about romantic love and, and a relationship. You know, a lot of people try to approach it like I'm trying to find that magical puzzle piece that completes me. When I think what you really should be searching for is that person that you're willing to learn and grow with and change with because you're not going to stay static, right? You're in a relationship with this person. This is going to be dynamic. You're going to become a different person with this other person, I don't know. It's just there are so many different layers to this. But I think, like, in truth, watching other what I have deemed as successful relationships, which I guess that's not really the question, but I feel like everything, if you're ready for love and have it being successful, mm-hmm. is that you're vulnerable to say, this is what I need. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the other person is vulnerable enough to say, I can or cannot do that. Yeah. And it's not about, I can do that. It's about, saying I can or I can't, and if I can't, I am comfortable with you getting this thing from another place. Oh, now we're going to open. No, not necessarily. Well, what's the other place? The other place can be, it can be anything, right? Like, it can be this, it can be, are you looking for a best friend with me? Because maybe that's not the type of love that I can give you, but you have another person that is you know, set as your best friend. So you don't need that from me. Right. It doesn't necessarily have to be a romantic thing or a sexual thing. That's an interesting example. Uh, this is the first thing that came to my head. Cause at the end of the day, at least I need to be, I don't know. I guess I imagine I would be best friends with my partner. Right. But does, does your partner have to like all the same things that you like? No, they just exactly. got to suffer through it. <laughs> they they have to be willing to suffer through it. <laughs> That's what the relationship yeah, is. Yeah. It's like, okay. Suffering. Joint suffering. <laughs> like, I know that, like, I have become a huge Beyonce fan. I know that Alan 
is not as huge of a Beyonce fan as I am. He enjoys Beyonce, but he's not going out of his way to go see this show or anything like that. Right? We'll fix him. <laughs> but he's also okay with me being super crazy about Beyonce and wanting to go see the show and he's willing to come with me. Right? Like, I'm talking about like little things like that. He's going to get his life changed. <laughs> if I can fucking score a goddamn ticket. Um, but that's, I think that's, that's the answer that I have for this question. Be vulnerable, see what, say what you need, and see if that is non-negotiable for you. Is that a good summary? Yeah, know what your non-negotiables are. And part of that is knowing who you are and what you want. Yeah. Yeah, so if you have a non-negotiable... I am ready for boo. Okay, all right, okay. Hello? Are you, in fact, ready for love? If you are ready for love, please press 1. And we are back, and it is our time for Agree to Disagree. But first of all, we asked you all, mm -hmm. um, after our Disney Battle Royale, yes. we took 10 songs, five of them picked by you all, five of them picked by myself. Uh, what did you call it? Disney versus United... Disney versus Harriet Tugsman? <laughs> uh, Harriet Tugsman versus, uh, versus the world. <laughs> Honorable mentions. We have... What were our last... Let me pull them up real quick. Our, our top four. We had Eye to Eye, Part of Your World, Zero to Hero, and what was the last one? A Whole New World. Mm -hmm. And the final two came down to Zero to Hero and A Part of Your World. Mm -hmm. And the winner is... Beyonce. The winner is Zero to Hero. Yes! That was my vote. There were a lot of... Let's see what did it break down to. We had... 62% vote for Zero to Hero, 38% vote for Part of Your World. Thank you for doing the right thing. <laughs> I mean, I think, either, I think either way you would have been on it. Yeah. Like, this wasn't like a lose-lose situation. I just, I needed something uplifting, girl. I needed something that I could be like, you know what? This is giving me the inspiration that I need to keep going. So, I loved hearing everybody's like reasoning behind picking stuff. So, I want to... Do that again, but we're going to do Marvel versus DC Superhero Edition. Okay. So we want to hear what are some of your favorite superheroes, and we're going to pit them together and see who is the ultimate bitch. Who is standing up on everybody else's necks. Yes. So I, I'm going to say, can you think of five DC, five Marvel, and I'm going to think of five DC and five Marvel. Uh-huh. Um, and then we'll ask them yeah, who we you want think you is going to win. Yeah. Okay. So then... I'll come up with five Marvel. It can be superhero or supervillain or... Yeah. Okay, cute. Um, and then are we having... How are we going to do the bracket? Is it going to be who do you think is going to win out of these two or... I haven't figured that part out. Okay. I'm gonna, we're going we're gonna to discuss it, but it's got to be something. Because the way that we did it last week was more... If I went we were around stuck on was, an island. <laughs> well, yes. No, but, <laughs> but before this, just to get to the movies or just to get to the songs in general i was asking people you know what is your top 
Disney song from this era, mm. right? And they were just giving me answers. But this round, you want? Do you want me to choose the heroes? Yeah, we're gonna choose and give them some options. Heroes or villains? Okay, cool. Yeah, All right. and it could be a mixture of both. All right, girl, let's work. This is gonna be so much fun. I'm just gonna tell you right now, a storm doesn't win. It's going to be the Beyonce Grammys all over. Jesus. <laughs> they have been doing so good. Like, I dibble and dabble within comics. Like, sometimes I'm into it. Mm-hmm. I think I talked about Blurred Without Fear on YouTube. Thank you for repeating that because I've been trying to figure this out for so long. <laughs> Blurred Without Fear is the best recap site. And Blurred stands for Black Nerd. Dude. Um, he has an incredible YouTube. Definitely go subscribe at him, he does breakdowns that are across all the com- big comic book houses, but he has been breaking down what's happening in the X Men, and it's like sins of sinister right now. Look at this cute little smile he got. He's so cute, and he he's he's like he's with it. I really hope I don't dig up any old tweets. But <laughs> with that <being> said, <laughs> our next agree to disagree will be the DC battle. So we're gonna ask you this coming up week, and then next week we're gonna do the finals. All right. Okay. All right, I do have one other agree to disagree Ooh. for us to do. I think it'll be pretty quick. I don't know if I sent it to you or not. I don't think so you did. So now, like, I'm afraid to say it. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. If, if their music never existed, oh, I do see this now. Who would leave a bigger hole? I'm gonna say in both the music industry and impact to the culture. If their music never existed. Mm. Beyonce versus Jay-Z. If you had asked this question in the 2010s, I would have had a different answer. Interesting, okay. One of them has stopped putting out music and one has continually put out, I think, more albums than I think they have ever put out. Sure. So at this point, I think the cultural impact that would be missing is Beyonce. I don't know that I agree with that. I said if this was 2010s, I would have a different answer. The reason that I, I say that I can't really agree with that is even though Jay-Z is no longer putting out albums, people that came from Jay-Z are. But also in that same breath, as much as she is timeless and effervescent, mm-hmm. the same thing can be said for J- Beyonce. How? Who? She's got... Um, her name just disappeared. Chloe? She's got them. She's got Naomi. Who's Naomi? Normani. Fuck. Wow, girl. Damn. <laughs> the truly's got to me. <laughs> but I, I feel like she, in her own right, as I said, like I felt like JC had a very smaller window of time of uh-huh. when he put out music. And he's, I'm not saying his influence. I, I hear you. Mm-hmm. I see, like, because when you said that, I, I immediately went to Jay-Z doing the crossover with Linkin Park. Uh-huh. Working with producers that aren't weren't specifically in the hip hop genre, yeah. like he was a huge pioneer in pushing the sounds, um, which I can never take away from Mr. Meltdown, which I'm not going to say his name. Uh huh. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But that's like a big part of it, though. That right? is a big part. So I'm also saying now is that Beyonce, I don't think is ever going to stop doing music, whereas we don't know that. Hova be like, I quit, I'm back. I quit, I quit, I'm back. I'm back. 
So I'm just saying, like, if I'm going to think 10 years in the future, uh-huh. I'm still going to say, like, the body of work and the impact of making music videos great again. Because Beyonce yep. really did. Because during the housing crisis, the recession of the 2000s, mm-hmm. were some of the shittiest videos. And if you ever want to see shitty videos, go to a gay bar on a Tuesday night. Honestly. They're usually playing them as the music videos. Yep. Like, they were just so bad. Yeah. Like, reinvented that so that way that, like... The energy could come back into the video. So, like, I'm thinking of as a cultural impact, videos, concerts, touring has changed since she's like, oh, I'm about to fuck this shit up. So, like, her music has impacted all those other different assets. Tell me understand the impact when it comes to touring, just because I don't know. So, it has been well known and documented that Miss Knowles will love to go to a Broadway show and then take whatever they did and put it on a grander scale. Mm. So, like, taking all of these things, like, going from, like, um, the Miss Carter World Tour, adding in new elements, putting in things that weren't traditionally done, and, like, just pushing what concerts can do. And I think the same thing with Lady Gaga has done. Right, but if other artists are doing that, right... Not necessarily. It didn't come from her. But then, like, La- I'm Lady saying, Gaga's doing it. Michael but Jackson everything is borrowed. It. Everything is borrowed. Everything is borrowed. But we're talking about this one person's immediate. Impact. I have still yet to see someone do a 50 foot giant total LED screen cube. Okay. And I'm gonna post this. What those is of the you, impact of that? Though? The impact is just like the grand minus and like. But her doing it for herself is not impacting other people to do something similar. Like it is though. But did they? Yeah, I think people will. When you they think have, people will, but they haven't yet. But I'm, so then the impact is not. So there. we're talking about the concert at this point, but we're talking about like as far as music and sound goes. Yeah, yeah. the impact is there. We see the girls nipping. Uh-huh. Like, for a whole while, like, just the way she would dress herself, people were mimicking it. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, like, I'm going to say the bigger hole for their catalog is going to be Beyonce. Because that also includes Destiny's Child. True. I think the hole from the catalog, I think that we have Jay-Z, yes. But if we if we lose Jay-Z, that also means we lose J. Cole. It also means we lose Kanye. It also means we lose... Um, why, why can I never remember her name? I mean, those two options, they can kind of be lost. One Kanye's said, music and his influence of his production. One said 15 times on one album. The other one... I'm just saying my own personal shit. My own personal. Sure, but like I, what came with Kanye's innovation and production, like we lose all of that, which means we lose an entire sound, an entire generation of sound. Right? Like, that is a huge impact on the industry. That is a huge impact on the culture. Mm, you know, I can't... I, I, sure. I, I do want to argue that, but I really can't. I would like to argue that. Because I feel like sampling is something that wasn't something that was just created by Kanye. I think sure. he's a masterful of it. I do think there could have been another master of sampling. Yeah, I mean, you had people like Jay Dilla. Who did, um, who was the other guy in Gnarls Barkley, the producer? Um, Mouse? Uh, no, 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 that's a different... Danger Mouse? Was it Danger Mouse? I think it was. Danger Mouse has his hands in so much stuff. Was it Danger Mouse in... in... Like, I think of his work, of that, and I was like, that was someone who's very prolific in pulling, pulling some shit together. Yeah, I'm not saying that other people... I'm just saying, like, if we're talking about, like, 
I feel like sampling and Kanye is a master of that. Mm-hmm. Like but how I he used it to bring things. it to the pop sphere, right? And then everyone started doing it the way that he was doing it, right? We're losing a, yeah. tons of stuff that way if if Jay-Z didn't put Kanye on, right? So I'm thinking as much as I love Beyonce and I want to say that it would be Beyonce. But I then think, we would also be missing trap music. What? We would be missing trap music if Beyonce disappeared. We didn't have... Wait, give me... Walk me so through this. So the style of how Destiny's Child used to like kind of sing rap... Uh-huh. Spurred into trap music. And that has been documented. So if we do not have that aspect of the Destiny's Child... Then we do not have the newest form of hip-hop. Of like the trap era. Of the Migos... You know, um, Ray Shermer, like that whole era, like that comes from like the history of Destiny's Child. I don't know if I agree with that. Wyclef said he had never heard when they did the remix to No, 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 like how she was sing rapping on like that eventually evolved into what the sound of trap music was. Of like the future, the, uh, who did the Pink House? The Pink House. The Pink House, the Pink Trap House in Atlanta? I don't know. It's, it's there. I think we're just going to agree to disagree on this one. Because I'm thinking about years ahead, and I know you're here now. Uh-huh. I, this is, it's it's tougher than I thought it was going to be, like, choosing one. I still, I feel like I'm still standing pretty firm in As Jay-Z. As I said, 2010s, I would have said Jay-Z. Yeah. Standing in 2023 right now, I'm saying it's going to be Beyonce. Okay. I want to hear what you all just think. Just even the anthems about women empowerment have changed. Yeah, sure. Since she has came on board. So, Agreed. like, we start seeing, like, the cultural references in the writing. Mm-hmm. I think we're just going to agree to disagree on this one. I think we have to agree to disagree on this one. I do still want to hear. I want to hear what everyone else thinks. I want to run a poll for this one. Or maybe we'll put up, like, a little post and you guys can go sound off in the comments. Let's send it to the dude think... in the Grammys. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, who do you think would leave a bigger hole? Or who do you think has had a greater impact on the music industry and the culture? Right? If you had to take someone's entire catalog, and that means everyone that came from them and all the sounds that came from them out, who would leave the bigger hole, Jay-Z or Beyonce? And we'll leave it there. Hi, thank you so much for calling trapmusic.com. Yes, this is me. I am Trap. You are Trap. Alright, we are back, and uh, I think that, that brings us to our uh, our hot takes this week, my gal. I don't know why I said it like that, but you know what? We're just going to, we're going to leave it in there. <laughs> uh, what you got for us this week? Me? D- you. No, I was, she. I was she, still Googling. She, she. He. They. 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 <laughs> they. Them, them. For the first time, I had to, like, ask my friend, like, do you mean the singular person or a group of people in a conversation? And she was like, singular. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> so, like, it still can be a little confusing, people. You just ask them to clarify. That's all. Work. You can still use they, them. Um, do I have anything that I'm... I don't have any... I don't have a hot take this week. You don't have a single hot take this week? No. I don't Man. know. I haven't been... I mean, my hot take was the Grammys are racist. Not a hot take. <laughs> a final thought, maybe. Yeah, final thought. Huh? Yeah. Final thought. Grammys do fucking better. 
but we all know this. But honestly, maybe it's just like I'm done watching the Grammys. Your thing muscles are so huge. Can you be more specific for the listeners? The little boing, 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 boing thing. Oh, my traps? traps. <laughs> my traps. Because you just, like, did that, and they got bigger. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> I'm sorry. Thank you. I'm wearing a tank top, just so everyone knows. <laughs> a lace tank top. Um, mesh. It's one step from lace. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Masculine lace. <laughs> <laughs> I like my least masculine. <laughs> All right, so I guess I will give a, I'll give my hot take uh, this week, uh, and I will say this: I don't think I've said this one before. Uh, just because you didn't intend to hurt someone doesn't mean you don't owe them an apology. Like I don't, I don't know that this is necessarily a hot take, but it's just something that I see and I hear a lot. With that said. Get more comfortable with letting people know their actions affected you in a negative way, even if it was a byproduct of something else they had going on. Like if you say something, you do something, and it happens to offend them, feel comfortable telling them that that they offended you and don't try to brush it off and be like, oh, no, 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 you're fine, you're fine, it's okay, really, really, it's okay. We all do that shit, and we need to let people know, nah, what you did was kind of fucked up, and I just like, I need you to know that was a little fucked up, you know? <laughs> um, Harriet is looking at me like I'm subtweeting her, and I promise I'm not. I promise I'm not. I'm looking at you because it's like, <laughs> are you are you defending Chris again, <laughs> no. girl? Not names and names. You riding hard for uh, Mr. Pink Brown Day? <laughs> wow. Candace told us. I know. Listen. <laughs> uh, but my my entire point here is just like, don't shy away from. A conversation just because you understand where they're coming from, right? You understand that they didn't mean it or you understand that like it's not what the focus of the conversation is. If they affect, if they said something or did something that affected you in a negative way, I still think that it's worth mentioning, right? Did their actions affect you in a way that you didn't appreciate? Yes or no? If so, call it out so they know to be mindful in the future. Don't give the, oh no, it's fine. I'm okay. Really? I get it. You can get it and still like let them know, make them aware. That's all. That's it. That's all I got. I thought like a hot take would pop up and one just didn't. You know, maybe you've had a good week. Hot take. If you're going to put a camera up, you should tell your roommate. In a common space. Yep. Wow. You okay, girl? Has he taken it down? Yeah, it's down. Okay. All right. Well, good. The demon mate came back. Well, you almost out of there. Yes. <laughs> yes. Celebrations. <laughs> so I'm gonna put something in here. I don't know. I'm gonna you might need to edit this out. Okay. But go off. Um starting fuck. Sorry, I'm having a whole conversation with myself right now. Yeah, because I'm not included in this at all. <laughs> Me and Trello Spears will be kicking off our show at Hardware Bar. Work! We will be between 4 and 7. We're still working out the time, but it's going to be after brunch. Come hang out with us after you're drunk in the house Kitchen area. And you get to have some tomfoolery between me and my Texas sis. So, I've alluded to things, but like it's finalized and it's happening. Love it. And this part, you keep it. I'm moving to Astoria. Woo! 
she's going to come be around me all the time. He's probably not going to be around me all the time because I get annoying and I, that's perfectly fine. Um, but I'm really happy that you're moving to the neighborhood. What's your name? Wow. What's your name? I do not know this What's man. your game? Sorry to this man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so excited. If we, I'm excited. I'm excited to move up here because one, my commute to do this podcast will be 20 minutes. We could even do it in your apartment if you want. Yeah. Different situation, you know, yeah. different sounds. Let's see how it sounds. <laughs> I think there's a boy and girl school across the street from us. So okay, maybe I not. Know how. But I'm very excited for your show at Hardware. Uh, I have seen both of these queens and I've seen them interact together both in and out of drag. And they are nothing but fucking hilarious and stupid. And please come out and support these two lovely queens, these queens of color. And it's Black History Month, so you have to. Yeah. Yeah. Find your double, triple during Black History Month. That's it. Never forget. Bitch. Where can they find you, sis? Oh my god, I get to go first. It's always such a special moment. You can find me at J-A-X-X. That's X as an X-Ray. Chillmonger. Jack's Chillmonger on the Instagrams. Where can they find you, ho? You can always find me on the Instagrams at Harriet underscore Tugsman. And I just signed up for a TikTok account. Oh my god. I know. Harriet underscore Tugsman. There's... So much content there. Go follow. Uh, <laughs> if you have any questions that you would like Jay or myself to answer, please send us an email at wtmospodcast at gmail.com. That's right. And as always, you can always interact with Jay on the socials. <laughs> at Take Me Off Podcast on Instagram and on TikTok. Lovely. Mm. All right, girl. I should get out of here. So long. Farewell. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>